0: Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to to Tutela
1: Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. The Mavs have won three straight. Jace Klusiewicz commits to the University of Montana. And... We hear from Bobby Hauk and Kent Haslam on all kinds of matters around the University of Montana Athletic Department. It is 2TEL 1 is 1029 ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you across the state there. It's also outstanding to be with you around the world on our website, 1029ESPN.com. You can listen live all the time, stream the show whenever you would like to uh, live. Listen in. to Mountain. I guess that's not whenever. It's just at that time, but then it's live. You know, then you're on the cutting edge of what's going on. You stream the show thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. You can also uh, pick up your phone and give us a call. 361-3688. 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line. A lot going on here today, Coulter. Some news has dropped in the last 24 hours. I had a uh, Zoom call today, so let's take a look at what we have in the show. First of all, uh, Bobby Houck and Kent haslam we we're on a zoom call uh, earlier this afternoon uh covering a myriad of things which we have a bunch of sound from uh everything from from you know the protests and things that have gone on nationwide to the state of affairs in trying to think about how to open up the university uh kent haslam sent out basically a uh Uh, Here's where we're at email yesterday informing uh, everybody, season ticket holders, people interested in in Grizz athletics and especially football, kind of where we are at right now. And it's a very fluid situation, right? Like everybody here stands. It's 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 not really this we're not really at a place probably to give a bunch of definitive answers about how things are going to go but at least in terms of saying hey here's some of the alternatives that we're looking at here's some of the preparations that we're trying to make as we get ready for uh football and for athletics in the fall and so on and so forth so there's there's a bunch of that stuff as well and that's gonna we're gonna we're gonna kind of hit these things uh, by subject throughout the course of the show. So we'll get in uh, to a bunch of that stuff. Jace Klusiewicz, one of the uh, absolute top recruits in the state for football, committed uh, earlier this afternoon via Twitter to the University of Montana, a major recruit, a major get. This was a head-to-head battle with Montana State. And Montana State, uh, as we've talked about, I think there's six in-state recruits that have committed to uh, the Bobcats thus far. This is the first for the Grizzlies, but also of the seven – this is probably the best one, at least in terms of, of notoriety and and I think what you say is a prospect. Jace Klusowicz, formerly at Frenchtown, now going to play uh, this senior season at Sentinel, uh, uh, but a big-time get for the University of Montana, and so we will go through that as well. And even, yes, some actual sporting things. The uh, Missoula Mavericks got a 6-5 win yesterday uh, over the Kalispell Lakers. They are on a three-game winning streak. Tough start to the season. They were 3-5 uh, and five at one point this year, and uh, kind, kind of, of stayed on the road, too. yeah, exactly. Couldn't play in Missoula, their Memorial Tournament, and so on and so forth. But they have won their last three, uh, and uh, and they we will go through that a little bit as they get their record above five hundred to six and five. So there we go, Coulter, How you doing over there? I'm doing just fine. Yeah, okay. I mean, I know
0: you've been the weight of the world is uh, sometimes hard to deal with, and. Um, I don't know man. I just it's uh, it's nice to I I see just you. W- I just wish that we could all get
1: along. It's the
0: sleep the apnea. number the number one thing that sports teaches us is that life is not about talent. It's not about having all the good players. It's about having a bunch of players that get along. Right? That's society in general. That's what society needs to be. Mm. And this is the thing I just get so exhausted with arguing about politics because I just think the whole thing is so broken and I just don't understand why we can't just come together instead of push each other apart. The the draw the line in the sand and take a stand thing, it's really like burning my soul. I can't handle it anymore. And so I just wish that we could figure out a way to all come together. Because if you love sports or even if you just know about sports, you know that that's the whole key. And that's why sports mirrors life, right? It, it, it's, it's the, it reflects
1: life. Well, I'm drawing a line in the sand. And it's a circle, and we're all in it. That's How's right. That? See, How's very that? good. Walter, there you very go. Very good. Um, hey, man, it was uh, it was it was cool today. Uh, the University of Montana, Kent Haslam specifically, along with Bobby Houck, uh had a Zoom call uh, for the media. And again, th- this has been happening uh, at both institutions, and I think it's a really good thing of sort of just continually trying to update the situation. I mean, everything is in so much flux, and even if there isn't, I don't know, a quote unquote definitive. Uh, you know, like I said, set of answers to everything, you know, just hearing from, you know, the, the folks who are dis- in positions of decision making at the universities, whether it's presidents, whether it's 80s and so on, about where they're at and what they're thinking about and the and the solutions that they're trying to come up with to va- basic, you know, al- alternatives and ulteriors and so forth, uh, you know, makes sense. And I think that ongoing open conversation so people are you know can understand where where we're at uh is a good thing and so We'll go through some of the things that uh, that Kent sent out via email to everybody by way of information yesterday, but we'll also hear him talk about it. I think he gives a, a really thorough sort of covering of, of all that stuff, but wanted to open with what makes sense to open with, and that is the opening statements. Uh, Kent Haslam and, and Bobby Houck both just had an opportunity to kind of make a statement uh, to, to open up the Zoom call uh, earlier today. So here's what the two of them had to say right off the top.
2: First um – I think I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, comment a little bit on uh, our society and what's going on right now. I think um, this has been a good, uh, a good exercise in reminding uh, me uh, as a leader of an athletic department uh, that I need to spend a lot of time listening and I need to educate myself on issues re- revolving around uh, racism and uh, how we treat each other uh, our black community. We know that we're uh, as diverse of a department as any there is on this campus. And that's what makes us makes us strong. And um, I look forward to uh, in the future, um, using this as an, uh, as an opportunity to have some, some great discussions with our student athletes, with our coaches, and uh, understanding more. I've often felt that um, <clears throat> we don't have to be the same to be united uh, and, uh, it's our diversity that makes us strong. I've also feel strongly that, um, um, what we do now in, in six months from now, a year from now, three years from now, uh, right now it's, it's easy to be just, uh, caught up in the fervor of it all. Uh, but really the difference is made when, uh, we put those into action. And then when the fervor has died a bit, are we just as committed? And I want to make sure that that we are just just as committed to to things involving racism and uh and how we treat each other i want to make sure i'm clear on that and uh you can't unsee that video of what happened to george floyd it is uh it was it was a difficult difficult thing to watch and uh i've certainly taken this opportunity as a father to have these conversations with my children and um and how we treat each other and how we respect each other and so I felt like if there's other questions you want to ask about that, but I felt like it was important to just um, say that on the front end. So um, that's really all I've got, and we'll, we'll open it up for, for questions after uh, Coach Houck um, says what he'd like to say.
3: Uh, you know, it's, I'm glad our guys are back. Our, our number one priority since the beginning of the coronavirus stuff has uh, been the well-being and health of our players as well as our other student athletes here, our fans, our families, our community. So uh, it's possible the shutdown was good for our guys from a physical health standpoint, but it's been detrimental to their mental health. So I think it's really good that they're back.
1: So there you go, the opening statements from Kent Haslam and Bobby Houck uh, from from the Zoom call earlier today. And Kent, uh, you know, discussing uh, the, the, the current affairs and the protests and the way that he uh, sort of is is viewing that and having that uh, having an effect on him and the you know his his thinking and his perspective on things and then Bobby Howe talking about the coronavirus and and the return to the University of Montana and to the Champion Center of the players and thinks that you know that that's really good for them to be able to be back you know in it to some extent uh, which is probably true I mean you, you don't get it even through half of spring and then you haven't been you know on campus doing this and in some cases in the state of montana for you know what is it four months for three four months now uh, Since that it's spring been, break yeah, basically so yeah. so a good um you know a good length of time uh, that, that they have been away and we'll talk more about the team's return and things uh, as it pertains to football
4: at blackfoot communications we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: Several uh, questions were asked uh, of Coach Hauk as it pertained to, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, the protests that have happened and just kind of the general state of things in our country as it pertains to his team and the University of Montana. So I want to play you a couple of the questions that were asked and and uh, and the responses to those. So here you go. This is uh, Sean Rainey asking uh, his question for Bobby How. Are you guys having some, like, conversations, like, with you and and some of the like, the assistant coaches with a lot of the guys as far as just, like, what – kind of what is what is going on right now as a country and, like, just getting the, the pulse of the team and how everybody's feeling, things like that?
3: Yeah, sure. We we discuss every day. We don't have a lot of access to our players right now, so um, we we do talk. Uh, our position coaches talk with uh, with their guys numerous times a week, and, and uh, we have staff meetings every day, and we discuss a lot of things.
1: All right, and then I'll uh... – I'll just play you these next two back-to-back. The first one's myself and uh, Jack Ginsburg as well. Have you had an opportunity yet to address what's gone on over the last couple of weeks in the country nationwide, you know, with the protests and so forth with your team? And at the point that you are able to get everybody back together, do you have a plan where guys who maybe have been affected by some of this stuff directly will have an opportunity to dialogue, to address, to have, have conversations in the context of the team?
3: Yeah, I mean, our guys interact with each other every day as well as us to a degree. Um, But, you know, our responsibility is first and foremost to the young men on our team. And our job is, one of our jobs is to prepare them for the challenges they're going to meet now and throughout their lives. And then we want to help, we want to educate them and help them to be positive
2: leaders and role models for their generation. So that's, uh, that's our emphasis. I believe it was last Tuesday when everyone was posting on social media. Um, not only were African-American people on the team, obviously posting that, but their white teammates, obviously falling in support. Um, is there anything you, uh, saw, you know, uh, with your teammates connecting like that, that, Made you feel good or proud to be the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies, and how they responded to that, or did you notice the response to that from your I team? I don't
3: do social media, so I didn't see anything.
1: So there you go. There's uh, Bobby How, in his responses to the questions that were asked uh, on on that topic on the you know the protests and the team in that respect uh, thus far, and he. Clearly didn't have a whole lot to say about the matter, and I think that look, man, what do we know about Bobby Houck? It's always and only about football, right? I mean, that's what he does, and that is almost exclusively what he, you know, especially you know when, it, when you're talking about media and the, what, what he's talking about as a, in his position as the head coach. That's what you get. Also, seems like a missed opportunity. I mean, you don't have to uh, it seems to me say a whole lot. And you also don't have to say anything, I think, particularly controversial to stand up there and say, hey, look, we know that this is a tough time, especially for uh, uh, our, you know, the, the guys on our team who are African-American, who are d- of different ethnic backgrounds. The football team's a great place for them to come together as brothers and families, and we support them in that something along those lines. And that didn't really happen. And I was surprised at that. I thought that that would happen. Certainly Kent Haslam, you know, address this issue straight away without even a question being asked. And so uh, uh, I look did he say anything that was wrong? No. I mean, he's, he addressed the fact that, you know, them coming together as a family and we certainly talk in-house and all that kind of thing, that's, that's all well and good and that's true. But in terms of specifically and explicitly addressing those questions, he did not do it.
0: It's so easy to, to fall down into comparing and contrasting. It's what makes the, the Cat Grizz rivalry, the Grizz-Cat rivalry, whatever you want to call it, in Montana – so compelling and so fascinating to cover because there literally is, I I just led the show by saying I'm so tired of the line in the sand and standing on either side of the line. But the one part where it's kind of okay, it was when you're talking about your allegiance to a sports team, a sports program. Right. And so, so the the black and white of it, that's what competition is, right? No doubt. No doubt. And so the, the, the comparing and contrasting of Montana and Montana state at every level, not just the football programs, but from the institutions, the president's, all the way down through the equipment managers, all of it is worth analyzing because there's stark similarities, stark differences. I think the fact that they're both state institutions that are paid for and operated by taxpayer dollars is what makes it more, I don't want to say important, but more consequential than just sports. Mm -hmm. Some of the highest paid public employees in the state of Montana, period, that are getting state money are the athletic directors and the head coaches, I think at this exact moment, given the the guarantees that he has in his contract, Travis DeCure is the highest paid state employee in the state of Montana. He deserves that absolutely, not just because of winning twenty games, four of his first six seasons at Montana, but also because of the impact he's had on the fabric of this community. And as a University of Montana, I love myself being around Coach DeCure and his program. I couldn't be more proud of those guys. We talk to professors on campus. We talk to people in the community. Whoever says anything but these young men are the leaders. These guys are the guys. They're not just winning 26 games and running the big sky. They're also getting 3.5 GPAs. They're sitting in the front of class making sure they're engaged. They're the first ones to get the group together for the group project. I mean, the guys that are in this picture, the people that are listening on the radio, we have this picture of the 2017-2018 Grizz Big Sky Championship team. And these young men now, most of them have, have gone on, and graduated, and some of them are still playing professional basketball. But regardless, they're great members of this community still. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bobby Moorhead and Coe, what ambassadors for the university—they're awesome, and that.
1: And just to plant the seed. Jamar's day in here is coming very, very soon. That's good. That's I can't wait. I can't up. wait yeah. to talk to him
0: because I love Jamarico how thoughtful and smart Coe is. And I just, I think that though, when it is important to hold people in these positions accountable because it is more than just wins and losses. Cool. This is taxpayer money. And when it all comes down to it, though, I just, I thought that Kent Haslam's statement was actually very good. I shouldn't say actually. It was very good. Yeah. It was very, I thought it was very good. He, he said a lot of things that resonated with me, and I'm sure with a lot of other people too, that it must be acknowledged. I'm willing to listen but also right now in the heat of the moment. And this is the thing that, I mean, to get a little bit personal about this, there's been all this social media chatter about all this stuff. And on one hand, I think that's so great that people are finally acknowledging what has been one of the albatrosses of America since the Emancipation Proclamation, since the signing of the Declaration of Independence, really. I mean, the racial sure. injustice, the enslavement of African-American people is, is something that has it's the darkest part of our history as Americans. And so I do think that it's good to acknowledge it. I also think that it's a little bit, um, it loses so much of its, of its authenticity when it's just part of a trend. I thought that was the best part of what Kent Haslam said was we can't just all be a part of speaking out via a tweet. That's a tweet that tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other people are making just to be a part of a trend. This needs to be something that continues. Mm-hmm. We need to acknowledge it and re-acknowledge it and re-acknowledge it. That's that's awesome. And it's very similar to what Jeff Choate said too. Choate said, I'm not here to make a statement. I'm here to just say, hey, I'm listening and I love everybody. If you're in my locker room, I love you. Mm-hmm. That's important. I understand why maybe some people, especially if you are Uh, just somebody that does not have any sort of minority blood within your veins would be very hesitant to make a statement. You don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to disregard things that people are going through right now. But on the other hand, the fact of the matter is that the Montana Grizzly football team is about 25% African-American. You have guys from areas of the country that are ridden right now with not only coronavirus stuff, but also all these riots and looting and all this just from a human perspective, you don't even have to make a stance on racial injustice as much as I'm thinking about the guys that made a sacrifice to come here to Missoula, Montana, to play for me. If you're Bobby Hauk. And I I just, I, I agree. I think it's a missed opportunity. And you might say that, well, okay, this is just something that's just going to go by the wayside once everything calms down. I just don't know, man. I think that it was a chance to galvanize your locker room, and I just really don't know if that's what happened today.
1: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree, because some of this is, I mean, when you are when you are in a position of leadership, but not just leadership, you're leading uh, as diverse, as, as, you know, Ken Haslam said, look, we... We're, I'm the athletic director of a department that is probably the most diverse department on campus when you talk about the coaches and the players that are that are involved there. That's what it is, and that is, you know, that is the place where this is going to be, have the most focus, have the most conversation, be the most glaring, and, and have the most people that have been directly and indirectly affected by all that has gone on, both before two weeks ago and certainly in the last two weeks. And, you know, you have an opportunity to... To be about more than football, and you know whether you want to be that or not, I don't know. And that's uh, you know that's it, it's it's an interesting deal. I don't want to I, if I don't know if this is an apt comparison, but Michael Jordan wanted just to be about basketball. Like that's all that he was into as a player. He's like that. That's it's all I need. so to much be. different than when. You're, but he's not a coach. He's not the exactly, one who's leading. you so,
0: when you're Michael Jordan. It was very controversial when he said Republicans buy sneakers too. Sure, But he's also looking out for the brand that he had established. If you're going to preach the brotherhood of a locker room, if you understand that unity is the key to winning, especially in FCS college football, it's the number one reason why I love covering this level of football. At Alabama and Clemson, you really can't just recruit all the best players. And they might not get along at an A-plus level. If they get along at a B-minus level, you could still win the national championship because you got so much talent. If they get along at an A-plus level, you're going undefeated. You're rolling everybody. At this level, you can say all the talent that North Dakota State has. The number one reason that they have been so dominant this decade is because they all play for the front of the jersey, not the back of the jersey. Sounds like a cliche, but it's so true. And getting dudes to have a harmonious relationship in the locker room stems from leadership. And I just I worry about... The way that this could divide, not just spontaneous just, just any,
1: any team in general. It's Tutel Nuanes, 1029 ESPN Radio. We have uh, more coming up uh, at the top of the hour. We'll hear more about the the uh, football side of this from the opportunity to open up Washington Grizzly Stadium, what it will look like, some of the uh, co- uh, considerations that have been made by the athletic department when it comes to ticketing, what they're expecting to have happen, and sort of the way not that this is going to work because we don't know how it's going to work but how the preparations are being made and sort of what ancillary sort of considerations are being made around all of that so we'll get to that uh coming up but next Big news this afternoon. Speaking of football, Jace Klusiewicz, three-star recruit, one of the top recruits in the state committed today to the University of Montana. He's been at Frenchtown. He's going to play the senior season at Sentinel High School, uh, and then after that with the Montana Grizzlies. So we will talk about him, what he brings to the table, and why this is significant, especially uh, right now for him to make this commitment as well. All that coming up right after this. Two-tell new one 1029 ESPN Radio. <laughs>
4: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more.
1: Interesting distinction to be the best guy wearing a particular number, but sometimes controversial. Sometimes controversial,
0: like it, when uh, Bryce Sturck was the number the best number thirty-seven, not the Montana thirty-seven.
1: Yeah, well, you know. There's always going to be controversy with with lists. That's why lists get put together. But, yeah, they're counting down the days on Hero Sports to the start of football season. They do this every year by uh, giving out the best number. So Conlon Beaver, uh, second-team All-Big Sky player last year, uh, gets the uh, nod at number 78. So good for him. Uh, Coulter, significant news earlier today. <coughs> uh, Jace Klusiewicz, a athlete, but... Probably a guy who will play in the secondary at the University of Montana, and it's important that it's the University of Montana because that is the news. He committed today to the Grizzlies, uh, to uh, Coach Houck, uh, to Coach Shan Schillinger, perhaps to Coach C.J. Cox as well, Uh, a kid who has been on the radar uh, in the state of Montana for a couple of years. Played uh, outstanding football at Frenchtown. Has moved over to the double-A ranks. Will play at Sentinel in this his senior season. Plays both sides of the ball, obviously, in at the high school level uh, but probably going to be a defensive kid but a three-star recruit and importantly for the university of montana at least from a perception standpoint because uh, that's what we got to work on on this kind of stuff when it comes to commitments and recruiting at this point but montana state six in-state recruits thus far uh in the boat as they say for uh, the bobcats and this is the first for the university of montana that said of the seven so far Jace Klusewicz is probably the, the biggest of the group in terms of prospects at the next level. So tell us a little bit about Jace Kaluzewicz, Coulter, because he's been he's he's a known commodity around the state of Montana as a football player.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He was one of the best players in the state, period, regardless of class, by the time he's a sophomore. I thought he was the best player in the state in terms of on the field production, period, any level, last year as a junior. And the kid. There's a couple of different interesting factors here. First of all, I think that it's indicated that he'll likely play defense at Montana. I don't want to overhype the kid because it still remains to be seen what he's going to do at uh, anything but a Class A level of competition. Mm-hmm. But he has gone to some huge camps around the country, including at Ohio State, at Marshall, uh, in the Northwest, You know, some of the Pac-12 schools that are in the Pacific Northwest. And he's performed not just... Competitively, but been a standout there as well. He has elite track times. He's got an elite 40 time. <laughs> but when you talk about him transitioning to the defensive side of the ball at the college level, to me, and take this for what it's worth, but he's a bigger, stronger... He's not very big. He's only about five 5'10", 180 pounds. Yeah. But he's a bigger, stronger, and significantly more explosive version of Robbie Houck.
1: Yeah. He's I mean,
0: fearless like that. He can come downhill. He can well, hit you. That's the
1: thing that I want to see. Well, because I, I, Robbie Howe
0: is the—he's the most fearless player in the country. By, uh, in the country,
1: in the country. Yes, and I think yes. you can say that at all levels. And I mean, that's when
0: I—when you interview, that's him, you're, why he is so good. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you interview Robbie Houck, you're like, man, how how can you survive? But he is—I mean, he's like a piece of wire. You cannot hurt him. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times he just blows somebody up, and even. A superhuman guy would be rubbing his shoulder a little bit mm-hmm. or getting off the ground slow. Robbie Houck is just Ray Roll. Yeah. He's he's up before you and talking smack to your face. It's beautiful. Over it really and is over beautiful, and over again. Yes. I mean, if you are somebody that follows the University <laughs> of Montana football program, do yourself a favor next season when if and when we have football. And just spend two or three consecutive defensive series just watching Robbie Houck. Yeah. You will be even more entertained than watching the defense as a whole swarm to the football. I really haven't really covered very many kids at any school, any level, that consistently run to the ball like Robbie Houck does. Mm-hmm. But I think Klusiewicz is even more explosive. Uh, he, Do
1: you think it's out of fear of not having a place to sleep at night that that happens?
0: <laughs> with Robbie? Yeah. I You're mean, I like, think it's just in the Hawk blood, right? I mean, yeah. he, he is Tim Houck reincarnate. man. Like,
1: I mean, he's the hitter. Hey 2.0. Listen, we want you to have dinner with the family. We want you to stay with the family. But, you know... We better see you swarm to the football or else I'm not sure if you're gonna have a place to what to, 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 to room and board tonight.
0: I also think Robbie Hawks sees the game <laughs> faster than almost anybody
1: in the league. He does. I mean he's 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 a football savant. He he he's been I mean, on one hand you say, well, you know, the the reasons may be obvious, but on the other hand, knowing knowing the game as opposed to being able to see it and do it in real time are two very different skill sets. And one you can learn and the other you can get better at to some extent, but to me, it's sort of like speed. You can you can get faster, but everybody has a different. ceiling of their speed. Like there's, I'm never going to be a sprinter that's going to be as fast as I can get faster than what I am right now. But I'm never going to be fast as such. And there's a group of people out there when it comes to seeing the game and reacting in real time and instinctually. That's why they call it instincts. Football instincts, knowing what to do. He's got it. Five stars,
0: no question. Back to Jace Kluswitch. Time. Yes, switch is in a little bit of a similar mold as as Robbie Hauk mm-hmm. in terms of defensively. But here is what sets Switch apart: he's a he's a borderline like Mountain West type guy on both sides of the ball.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To me, in space, his ability to hurt you. I mean, because at Frenchtown. He, he plays running back, he plays slot, he plays on the outside, and he can score from anywhere on the field. As a kick returner, as a punt returner, he had multiple pick sixes last year. In open space, he's very much like Gabe Solcer, and that's what makes him so special is he's got Solcer's explosive abilities on offense, and he's got Robbie Houck's
1: downhill, downhill
0: down hit, you. hit you in the face on defense. There's not very many guys that are like that. There's a lot of guys in Montana that go both ways. They go every way. But you, you can see which spot they could be elite at.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, again, I, th- I know that they're projecting kluh as a defensive player at the college level, but I think he could also be an offensive player at, a, at a, not just an adequate level, at an elite level. I yeah. think he has elite ball skills. I think he has elite field vision. So it's a huge get. I mean, let's, let's also talk about the way that this is going to uh, have ramifications around the state because, like you said, Montana State got the first six in-state commits, the one that was what I would consider – you know, a blue-chip guy, I deem Montana guys, Are you? if you're a blue-chip guy, that means you're getting full-ride offers from both schools in the state. Last couple of years, there's only been five, six of those guys. It hasn't been the normal 10, 12, 14 of them like we're used to seeing. This year, there is more like 10, 12, 14, and there's like eight that are like, you're not only having to fend off Montana or Montana State, whichever side you're on. Like Dylan Rollins, for example, at Missoula Central, he just got an offer from North Dakota State. They're, the Bison are not creeping around in Missoula recruiting at all. They are now because mm-hmm. of Dylan Rollins, mm-hmm. right? Weaver State is up here recruiting Dylan Rollins. So you have guys that are re- getting recruited not just by both schools but by a lot of people around the region. And then that's what makes Clue Switch so special is he's getting recruited by not just fellow FCS powers. He's getting recruited by FBS teams too. We talk all the time about how, when you're talking about the Montana schools, judging their recruiting classes by the stars. I and mean, we've talked about this with the guys at Hero Sports. I mean, Jeff Chorda signed a lot of three star guys from both Washington and California over the last several years. Uh-huh. Those guys have had varying levels of success in Montana State. But the best guys at Montana State, with the exception of like an Isaiah Fonsa, he is a three star guy that has been absolutely as advertised in Montana State. But some of the best guys at Montana State have been guys like Derek Marks, who was a zero star guy coming out of Belgrade, Montana. Troy Anderson. I mean, Troy Anderson's objectively one of the best players in the country. No stars for Troy Anderson when he's in Dillon. But it's not because of anything but exposure. Jace Klusiewicz is the rare three-star recruit in Montana. Well, does that mean that he's better than Matt Miller and Brock Osweiler and and Troy Anderson when they were coming out of high school? No. Jace Klusiewicz has just had the resources and has also been able to promote himself yeah. on the level of getting that national recognition But it also is going to send ramifications not just around the conference, but this is a huge deal in state because even though Montana State got six commits before Montana got one, Montana got the the first one that is a big one. And we asked, we had five of those Montana State commits on the radio last week. We asked every single one of them, did the other guys have an influence on you? And they all said, well, we kind of think it's cool. But no one was like, no, man, like I, I somewhat expected guys like, Elijah Reynolds and and um, Jace Fisher, guys that were like Class C guys, to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, us Class C guys have been chatting. No, they didn't say that. Now you got Switch, who is one of the big pawns, and we'll see how this impacts it because he might be hitting up get- – I mean, right now he's transferred to Missoula Sentinel, right? Dylan Rollins, in my mind, is the best offensive line prospect to come out of Montana in a handful of years. He's awesome. I just watched a video of him yesterday deadlifting 505 pounds. He's, I got it right here. I mean, he's 6'5", 285.
1: I just don't think those are real weights.
0: But look at this. I mean, you have him right up here, right? Yeah. I mean, the kid I was just talking to his dad, Josh, the other day. Josh told me he's weighing upper two hundred eighties. Look at how lean he is. Yeah. I mean, that is what you talk about upside. I mean, this guy, he could weigh three hundred pounds without having even any belly fat. That's a that's an amazing thing. That you talk about physical upside. But what I'm saying is that Klusewich is coming to Missoula Sentinel now. Josh Rollins, Dylan's dad, obviously played for Montana State. He's got huge Montana State ties. He's also getting a lot of love from NDSU. Weaver State. Some of the um some of the LDS programs in Utah. I mean, I know BYU is has been interested. Utah State's been interested. He is an LDS kid, so that has an influence on it as well. Mm-hmm. But but you never know what Jace Kluswich is going to be saying to Dylan Rollins now right Right. hey dylan you know like we're gonna play together this year why don't we play together forever and and that's that's where that's where the the dominoes totally
1: and i i totally agree with you on that because it is when you talk about oh well this you know this kid from baker and this kid from eureka you know they both committed so now you know the kid in livingston's also going to do it i don't i don't get into that but if a teammate has committed to a place and he's got you know his buddy his best friend on the team who's also going to be you know a, a recruited and everything like that that's when you got influence man when you're there every day you're sitting there on the bus sitting there in the cafeteria right. doing the thing so i'm with you on that one other thing that I, was worth coming out i think you touched on this a little bit but you i think it's also worth noting jace clues which a three-star recruit to tell nuanis 1029 espn radio the stars come from various recruiting uh, uh you know firms that that Go out, try and see these kids as much sure. as they can, and it's 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 an impossible job. I mean, it is. But we also got
0: to be clear that like those twenty four seven sports is not coming to individual camp at Montana State.
1: This, Do you and know what I mean. So this is my point: is that is that the reason, or not the reason? That he's a three. He is a three star recruit, but he's had the opportunity, like you said, go to Ohio State, Marshall, some of these places outside of the state that not everybody's going to. And that's good on him for getting there and getting not just getting seen, but going to compete, going to learn. I mean, that's why you're going to these things as a player. Part of it is the exposure, but but you would think that a lot of it is just the the, the learning. But then you they do get seen, and people go, "Okay, yeah, or this is this." Now all of a sudden, the twenty four seven sports folks who are going to be at those sorts of camps are there. They're not going to be at the camps in the Intermountain northwest usually, unless it's you know a Utah or something like that. We've talked
0: a lot about uh, guys that have gotten some stuff robbed from them. And Jay's Klusiewicz still will have a senior football season and a senior track season. But last spring, as a sophomore, he really affirmed his name as a true national recruit with his track times. I mean, he ran 11 flat in the 100 meters mm. as a sophomore. That's blazing fast. Yeah, it is. And he also ran, let's see, what was his PR in the 200 meters? He ran 22 or t- 22 excuse me, which is an elite time in the 200 meters as well. That said, he would have been very motivated coming in this year because he scratched in both the 200 and the 100 at the blocks mm. at the state meet. So he's the Western A divisional champion by a long shot in both
1: and then scratched in both at state. Bummer. Man, I know you want to get out, but if it's a pretty high likelihood you're going to win, just,
4: well, just that's give the thing it though. the X. No, but that's the beat. thing, though,
0: is like he it wasn't that high of a likelihood.
1: Because Class A and Class B last year had ridiculous sprinters. Blazing. All right. But I mean, you just got to go as fast as you can. That's it. You can't sit there so and many wait on it. To there's be so sure. many different
0: factors, though, right? You can say all day, and you can have your high school coach say all day that you run a four-four-eight forty. When you go to a camp at Ohio State, you run a four-four-eight forty. Electronically, you run a four-four-eight forty. Yeah. Now everybody in the country is like, "Oh, that guy doesn't just have you know." Dad timing him in the backyard, he has a legitimate time. That helps. Having a great trainer. I know that Jason Kluiswitz trains with Doug Leffler. Doug Leffler was uh, an Olympic hopeful in the javelin, one of the great track athletes ever come out of the state of Montana and then threw at Long Beach State, and he was knocking on the door right there. And if he wouldn't have had you know injuries plus time just getting to him, Doug's helped a lot of young people be very, very good, very exceptional. I mean, Lauren Hagan, who was our senior spotlight last week, She talked a lot about the strength training that Doug has helped implement with her, too. Doug's done a great job of helping these kids. But Doug also knows he's a Montana guy who did, quote-unquote, get out and made it to the top level. So he knows how to help you get recruited, too. And then you have the resources to go other places and get seen. And then you have the track times, and all of those things go into it. It's it's so interesting to think about because one of the reasons why Montana and Montana State have been so good for so long is the lack of recruiting by other schools in this state of the, the the elite players. Every once in a while, Dennis Erickson gets a call about a kid up in Kalispell, and he does recruit Brock Osweiler. Every once in a while, Jeff Choate is at Boise State, and he hears about this kid at Helena Capital, and he does recruit Matt Miller. But most of the time, the Troy Andersons of the world, the Gabe Solcers of the world, they only get recruited by the Cats and the Grizz. And so you're getting kids that if they would have gone to other places for camps or – they would have grown up in other areas. They're getting recruited by everybody, but they don't. And that's Montana, Montana State gets kids that are way higher that's level right. than what this is. The Jace Kuswich model, though, it's cool that he has so much national exposure. It's even a better get for Montana because he actually really could have gone other yeah. places. But I also think it's tenuous for the quality. Of, I mean, if other kids start following the model, it actually could dilute the talent pool that's available for the Cats and the Grizz. That said, though, you can never overcome this kid growing up in Frenchtown his whole life. Like he wants to be a Grizz more than anything.
1: Let me ask you this question though, on that very line: This is a commitment. It's yep. not a sign. Yeah. Yep. Right. Right. So, and that and that's the thing. He's a. He doesn't have. Do we know of any other offers other than Montana? Montana State form as of yet. No, I don't know if he
0: has any official. Uh, I think he does have an offer from North Dakota State,
1: mm-hmm. but you know, with a profile like the one that he's got and a skill set like the one that he's got, it, you would you would certainly, first of all, you would certainly think that if it's if it's other FCS programs, maybe even an NDSU that that he probably stays at at, at Montana. But other other, if op- mid- other
0: offers for Jace Klusurich right now: yep. official offers, Air Force, okay, Northern Arizona, okay. He's been invited to camp at Oregon State, which when they see him, I'm pretty sure they'll offer him because he's definitely good enough to play at Oregon State. He's been invited to Junior Day at Boise State. He has full rides for both Montana and Montana State, and he also has upcoming uh, – he's uh, attending camps at Nebraska, Notre Dame, Ohio State. He also has an offer from Northern Colorado. So he is one of the most highly recruited kids that's come out of Montana a long time. Yeah,
1: and so and look, getting a commitment is a big deal because, you know, it it's – Especially, I would like to think in the state of Montana, it's meaningful. Like it's something that this is not just lip service. This is something that he intends to follow through on. Uh, all the kids that commit to go where they go, you know, you, you would like to think that that's true. That said, there's a lot of time between now and the facts coming through in the you know into Bobby Houck's office that makes this a done deal. And there's a lot that could change for him and everybody else, by the way, uh, that's that's committing all over the place. But he has a sort of profile where you wonder. Let's put it like this. I would, my my bet would be that other official offers are going to be coming Jace Klusowicz's way, even though the commitment has been made. And we'll see, you know, what those look like and where they come from. And this is going to be
0: hanging on for dear life if you're Montana all the way until December and maybe even longer than that,
1: too. Yeah, because there's the 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 early and then wait till the later. We have
0: not seen a top Montana kid since the institution of the early signing period. Guys that stayed in state have all across the board for both the Cats and the Grizz signed the first period. Mm-hmm. We have not seen anybody say, hey, I'm still committed and interested in you, but I'm going to wait to see what happens with the dominoes across the way. I think that we're going to see that this year. I think that we're going to see that.
1: I, I It wouldn't surprise me at all. We will see it eventually. may well be this year. It's 2 tell New Orleans, 290 ESPN Radio. Boys and girls, Kurtz Polaris is at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and Highway 83 in Seely. The weather is warming up, and it's time to get your dirt biking, off roading, and on laking activities to a maximum with Kurtz Polaris. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes tops in the industry, brand new for the season. There at Kurtz Polaris, they also have their phenomenal line of Polaris side by sides, including the Ranger. If you got work you got to get done up on the mountain land. That's the one you want. The Ranger, maybe the General. You want to go fast, performance, have a blast, blow your hair back, get the Razor going. Fly you around the country. You also want to have a little leisure time. Maybe you got a cooler or something good. You get yourself a Crest Pontoon boat. Put it out there on the lake and enjoy the entire day from your brand new Crest Pontoon boat. All of this available at Kurtz Polaris. Summer, the way you always envision with Kurtz, online at kurtzpolaris.com. during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf and nobody better than western birch to get your round started right Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they are talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. You know, some people can just do, just do everything. It's Tutel Newanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television at Gus Tutel, at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT on Twitter. Uh, Coulter, have you seen this? This is amazing. Okay. Michael, yeah. Michael Jordan entered the Big Rock Blue Mar- Marlin Tournament. In is it what is it Rock City, uh, uh, North North uh, North Carolina, Morehead City? Excuse me, North Carolina. His crew on his boat Catch Twenty Three, great name for a boat. <laughs> it is a great name. Went out and in this tournament, which is one of the it's one point one million dollars to the team that brings in the biggest blue marlin. Okay, what is it? It's the Rock. What is it? The, the Big Rock Blue 1. Marlin Tournament. One million. One 1.1 1 million. Just what Michael Jordan needs. You know what he did? The crew? They caught a 442-pound blue marlin. I
0: see that. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, are you
1: kidding is? me? Now, here's what's crazy. They're not even in it for the money. That's so far the fifth largest to be caught. The, var, the leader leaders 492 pounds. My brother-in-law on his honeymoon caught a blue marlin. Can you believe that? Now, You're I, Dylan did. Yeah. Wow. I am not a fisherman. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But I would be. I mean, this this would be. A, that's a major. Th- Four hundred and forty two pounds. I mean, that's that's as big as like an average sized bear, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's insane how big that is. I'm looking at it. This thing is taller than Michael Jordan. That's remarkable. Some of these fishes, man.
0: One, actually, uh, a guy who I grew up with, he caught a. I want to say a paddlefish, okay, or, or something along those lines. What's the really ugly fish? Well, there's uh, some man. There's some pretty it's, it's brutal like the, it's looking like the, fish. It's like the river monster looking. Fish. Okay, so it's yeah, like the, the, rivers yeah, of yeah, it's the big catfish,
1: but Not catfish. Okay. what is it called? A carp? No, uh, I mean. Sh- well, look, you should ask my daughter. She's the one watching right. monster fish all the time. I got no idea. Fish. She
0: does. Loves it. Anyways, my buddy Colin, he caught a fish that I think got recognized by Boone and Crockett as one of do the you, biggest do fish, you fish? Of types. Do you ever fish? Do I ever fish? Yeah. Like, yes.
1: Uh, it's like I always tell people. If you repeat the question, you're about to lie. That's no, the no, first no, no, telltale no, 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 sign.
0: No, 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 no. It's like I always tell people, I hate fishing. I love rowing. <laughs> so if you would like to fish, yeah. I will row the boat, strong back, weak mind. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> All you have to do is just hand me the beer and now how are you gonna row pole? with the beer? I don't I don't particularly just go in circles. Fish doesn't isn't that appealing to me to eat or to touch or to catch. You know me, I'm a very uh, instinctually based person. I really try to play off of my my instincts—it's one of my greatest strengths and biggest weaknesses. Uh-huh. The one instinct I don't know what happened—I didn't inherit it, which is funny because the men in my life, particularly on my dad's side of the family, are fierce hunters. Yeah, they have the instinct to hunt—not just from the sport of it, but they really—I mean, like my grandfather grew up very rurally, like where it was a necessity. Yeah, and my dad was big, big hunter always too. I, I don't have any sort of—I I get no joy rush of yeah. life. Yeah. When I kill an animal or, or catch a fish, I get a big rush from seeing the excitement of my buddies catching fishes. Mm-hmm. So I got a bunch of friends, a big fly fishermen. I'll I'll row the boat all day. You tell me which spot you want to get to. I'll get you right there, and you can catch all fish you want. I just don't want to touch it. I don't want to smell it. I don't want to eat it. Are you you don't like fishing? Do you? I
1: I would never know because I've never done it successfully. Hmm. I mean, I, I there's also a big difference between uh, like river fishing in Montana. Yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, lake fishing? See, river fishing is something I've done precious little of, I must say, and I think that if you put me on a boat, you know, mm. in the river, it, I would have a blast doing it.
0: Resident resident fact checker, yes. my mother, she says it's yes. a sturgeon that I'm
1: the oh, first Oh, a sturgeon, one okay, okay, fish. that makes sense. Uh, but I, most of the fishing I've done has been lake fishing, which, which you know, comes particularly when I'm involved with uh, quite a little bit of downtime. I mean, look at this and thing. so. Yeah. Look at this thing. Yeah, it's a horrendous looking fish. That,
0: I mean, that's a monster. See it that is. thing, Reese? Man. It's a 128-pound paddlefish. That's one thing to be deep-sea fishing like Michael Jordan.
1: This is out of the river. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's... I mean, there's like some places on the river where that thing's like one-eighth of the width of the river. Makes you wonder if you really want to go swimming and floating in that river.
0: Well, so, I told you that my my uh, family has some connections to Sandpoint and yep. Lake Pend Oreille, mm-hmm. And... Lake Pondre is one of the deepest freshwater lakes in the United States. Okay. They test submarines down at the bottom of it because it's so mm. deep. I mean, some places it's six, 700 feet deep.
1: Do you really want to be in the submarine testing business? Man, right? Let me know when it's been tested, and then maybe I'll get in the thing. I, totally. I want to go down there and find out, oh, yeah, this screw but, wasn't quite up to code. It's like my old man used say, though.
0: What do you think that the submarine guys see down there? Right. There's some freaking dinosaurs that are swimming around down Man. there. It's like the Flathead Monster, right? I mean, I don't really believe in like the, the monster of it, but there are certainly some things that are living in Flathead Lake that are prehistoric, oh, weird.
1: Like if you saw them, you would scream. Don't tell my wife. She's 100% sold on the Flathead Lake Monster. <laughs> we went out at night flashlights in the boat because we had to go find the Flathead Lake Monster once upon a day. I mean, this is where her level of belief very, very high. Okay, well, uh, I don't know. Congratulations to Michael Jordan. Is that how we end it? It's 2-Till (laughs) Nuance, hour number one of the books, hour two straight ahead. University of Montana, trying to prepare all the different ways that football might look. It's a hard thing to do. We'll take a look at some of the ways they're going about doing that right after this.
0: It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.